Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Yes, you do. And manning the boards is Joey D. It's going down this episode. <laughs> On today's show, we will talk Game of Thrones, the series finale. Spoilers are coming. Yes. We'll be also talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Gee. Talk with Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. Okay. Some other odds and ends, and of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com, because it's going to have all our information, social networks, uh, podcast, and more. More! Or just BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, radio.com, and uh, iTunes. Yes. I was like, one more. (laughs) You got it. Give us a review, because I like uh, hearing people uh, give us props. I like stars. <laughs> I um, like compliments. I like big finales, and I cannot lie. Well, we'll be talking about that real soon. But if you're listening to this on the day that we drop this, which is Friday, yes, May twenty fourth. Oh, you're good. You know what the date is. I had to look. Uh, tomorrow is Towel Day. Oh, right. Saturday, May twenty fifth, and May twenty fifth every year is Towel Day. Don't panic. Exactly. Now, some people may not know what that is, and to those who are uneducated, well, those people. People are 42 of the biggest. <laughs> 42 and younger. Yes. Um, no, this is the day that is in honor of Douglas Adams, the man who wrote the... Uh, you know it, Hitchhiker's Trilo- Guide. Well, I was going to say oh, the I'm trilogy, tri- yeah, the yeah. quote unquote trilogy, which is four books, right? Is uh, five yeah. books. Oh, five. Uh, there yeah, we go. Uh, yeah. That's uh, what trilogy means. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Yes, and that was one of those as well. Yes, yes. And so, uh, if you didn't know about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it's a, I guess, a geek sci-fi satire with very British humor because it was written by a British man, and uh, it goes and it tells the story of. Of a Ford Prefect who is an alien who comes down and uh, hangs out with his buddy Arthur Dent and then they realize that the earth is going to be uh, well blown up for construction reasons. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Be, it's kind of funny because Arthur is protesting the fact that there's a bulldozer that they want to put a freeway right through where his house is, and so he's protesting that. And of course, while that's going on, Ford is like, "It's like Arthur, don't worry, you 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 shouldn't worry about this because turns out the galaxy, some galactic construction company, was going to put a freeway and blow <laughs> Earth up." And yeah. so it was like, "Oh, while that's going on, this is going on." It's very British. Yes, and uh, it was written at the time where there was a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to either America or different continents. Mm-hmm. And so people would really hitchhike around the world and to it see would, different places. And in, as opposed to like what we can use on Yelp and something like that yeah. now, this was literally that. It was like, these are cool places you can check out while you're going on your trip. Some inexpensive things like uh, uh, hostels and such. And so it was a way to people to, to be able to do, go and do that. Yeah, you're right, Rev. It was, so, it, it was like back in the day before we had all the back Yelps and the, the trip day. advisors. You know, this is what people... 
will use this Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to get around the world. And so kind of funny, he's like, hey, let's make a Hitchhiker's Guide to the galaxy. Yes. And you wonder, what does Towel Day actually mean? Well, one of the biggest provisions that you could always carry with you when you are traversing the galaxy, it says so in the book itself, a towel. A towel is very useful. You can dry yourself. You can use it to uh, scoop up water so you can drink from it. You can use it as a rope. You can use it as a way to help pull things. Towels are very versatile, and especially when you're traveling the galaxies. I remember that movie because it starred Martin Freeman and Zoe De Chanel before I knew who they were. Yes, yeah. yes, and and uh, and Sam Rockwell. Yes, yeah. Sam yeah. Rockwell as Zaphod Beeblebrox, and I'm completely spacing on Malkovich. Uh, Prevec. Oh, uh, it was uh, Mo. It was it most deaf. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was, was. Most deaf, good yeah. call. Yeah, and, and and it's a good movie. And John Malkovich. I, it really is. And um, yeah, we we we. One of the cool things about our, our day job is we got to meet the producers uh, and the director actually because they were coming in for an animated feature over the hedge that uh, had Michael. Oh, uh, I love that one. Michael oh. Hayden Church. Oh yeah. So they were stoked that we knew that they were involved Thomas in Hayden Church. Yeah, him too. <laughs> uh, yes, Thomas. Thank you. And so. Getting to meet the hitch, I'm like, dude. I know you want to talk about your over the hedge, but I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy, and thank you for making a great movie. So, if you are listening to this and it is not yet May 25th, get ready, get your towel, get your favorite towel, and uh, carry it around for you all day in honor of that. Yeah, very and well done, Alan Rickman. By the way, the late Alan Rickman actually played our Marvin the Paranoid Android. Yeah, he was the voice of that. So there was a lot of good. There's people. a lot of great people in yeah. that. Uh, moving on from that, BJ, you just saw something that I was hoping would spark well, your interest. Uh, I was hoping you didn't notice. Now I'm going to get arrested. Oh, dear. Uh, No, you actually saw the latest trailer for Picard. Yeah, this is uh, the excitement happening around the world of CBS. And people are like, I'm not going to pay to get an all-access app. And a lot of people (laughs) have said that's why they won't watch Star Trek Discovery. Well, they really, you know, they're doubling down with the new Twilight Zone, which is really, really good. Yeah. And also a couple of more Star Trek shows, including Star Trek Picard, as well as sort of like the CIA version of Star Trek. And that would be Section 31, mm. uh, which we got a little bit of taste of it in the season two of uh, Discovery. Uh, Picard actually follows the events of Captain Picard after he retires pretty much close to the end of what we saw and some of the stuff that we saw in, if you will, the flash forward scenes of the last oh. episode of Next Gen. So it's kind of like Star Trek Golden Girls. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, I'll tell you this. It's cool because uh, the, the teaser basically shows him in the wine fields. And if you remember, uh, you know, a, a comical, boring, it depends on what you think of the episode, uh, where he fought his brother in the mud. Uh, his boring, bro- I think, is what you were going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it was emotional. I get it. He just got back from being possessed by the Borg. I think it was the episode right after A Best of Both Worlds. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I, it was a cool episode at the time. But, I mean, I don't know, do I need to see you know, two old men rolling around in the mud. All right, maybe I do, but I probably I will. Yeah, maybe I should go to a certain video site. Oh, dear. Okay. So we, we we are led to believe that since, of course, his brother has passed away and his, and his nephew as well, that maybe Picard decides to go back and live a simple life and do the wine fields of his mm. brother's you know vineyard. Um, and that's what this teaser has. But it basically says, why did you stop why, why did you leave? Starfleet Admiral is sort of like the voice going through and talking about all this cool stuff. It's good. Patrick Stewart's good. I, I love like Star Patrick Trek. Stewart. I and it's supposedly going to take place 
uh, basically at the time that Romulus was destroyed. And if you remember, that's why Spock went back in time in the J.J. universe Mm -hmm. because of all of this uh, and Nero and everything. So we're actually going to get to see. And if you didn't know. uh, So this will be in the prime timeline. This will be in the prime timeline. There was a great comic book series that led up to Star Trek, the first one by J.J., which featured the next gen cast. And a lot of people didn't really. If you didn't read that comic book, you wouldn't have known. It was sort of a, hey, you know, it was a cool thing that IDW did. Uh, so we're going to get to go see the aftermath of that. Like, what's it like now that Romulus doesn't have a home planet? And they were one of the big powers, you know, the Romulans, the Klingons, the Federation. Uh, so uh, that's supposedly when this series is going to take place in that particular timeline. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because... You know, they're gonna. I see that they got some younger people cast, so you know, I mean, it won't just be Picard like with a cane or anything. And, <laughs> and I just, you know, Patrick Stewart, I just love, so I'm happy. It's another Star Trek show, and there you go, there I, you go. I, and I bought and I love it. I'm all in on the more app. reasons for you to get that app then, yeah. And it's working out for you because also that with uh, with Twilight Zone as well. And I'm rewatching actually without commercials because I went full bo- full boat on the price. Of course, of course, you did. I'm rewatching season one of Discovery, and I'm really just like one. And I'd never done that before, and you know, so it's like, yeah. I'm excited, and I've watched and, wow. and so it. Wow! Really, I just love it. It's such a well done show. It's so beautiful. So moving on from yeah. that, let's talk some other television though. Before we get to uh, Game of Thrones, Agents of Shield is back. That's right. I uh, don't have a whole lot of time to talk about it, but uh, what's going on? Like. Yeah, we've Are got they dealing with like all of the events of uh, Avengers and no, stuff. No, they, they really haven't. What we're dealing with is that we know Coulson died, and mm-hmm. again in the second episode that we saw, it definitely looks like Coulson died. I mean, May definitely says I was by his side. He did. Yet for some reason, they got these invaders from another somewhere. I don't know if it's another dimension or whatever. Uh, and it's a bunch of bad guys who we've never seen before, except their leader looks like Phil Coulson. No. First, he said he didn't know the name. Coulson. Coulson when it was thrown at him, but second time he was like, hmm, he froze. One of the guys goes, you know what? That uh, that lady was kicking ass, which was May. Why didn't you fight her? Uh, you froze. He goes, I didn't freeze. And one of his guys goes, you did freeze. And it seemed like when she said the name Coulson, what's going on? He goes, I don't know. It's something familiar about it, but I don't know what. So now we're like, what? So uh, that's really the main storyline is that who is this bad guy that looks like Phil Coulson and where the hell does he come from and how is he alive if it is Coulson because he's the same DNA match as Phil Coulson. Oh, see, that that's really Close. weird and interesting, too. Yeah, like, I mean, they've already discussed in the series the life model decoys. They've, ru- they've ruled that out. Oh, so somebody, okay. Because I'm like, like, this is just yeah. a callback. Or, okay, so it's they ruled that thing. out because they even said, hey, what about the LMDs? Yeah. And, no LMD. He's the wow. real deal. Interesting. Yeah. So, but he's badass, Colson. It's actually kind of cool to see Colson as a bad guy. He does play <laughs> a good bad guy. Nice. Um, I think now it is time for us to talk Game of Thrones. And uh, all right, Joe. Hi. Uh, I want you to uh, play a little intro for me on this because I think that uh, we need something a little more appropriate than just the normal music. Rev, I got it for you. All right. You haven't noticed yet. It's Jack Black. It's Jack Black. Yeah, so we posted this video up on the Geek Nation Facebook page. So good. Yeah. Jack Black is awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the end of an era, like this whole year, so many things are just flat out ending. Done. And uh, Game of Thrones is no exception. 
Uh, first and foremost, mm-hmm. uh, how are people feeling about this? Better than I expected. Oh. I, yeah. Like you guys, Ooh. not talking about the crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and first, uh, I mean, one of those things is like we were getting into some arguments about this season, uh, and they, they weren't unwarranted. Um, and this season and the last one, they kind of hit the fast forward and hit the plot points. Um, but this was the episode that brought it all together. And I'll say in my own opinion that it brought everything to – a satisfying conclusion as in it got to the points and answered the questions that I was comfortable and I was happy that they had gotten to. Now, did they do it in the best manner? No. And I just feel that the pacing of these last two seasons were really, really off. It would have been okay if this was the pacing of every episode. Because do you remember we complained how slow Game of Thrones used to be? Yeah. That was a complaint. But we got used to it. And yeah. we were expecting all of this. That's the sad thing. And that was, yeah, exactly. And that was the big problem that came down to it. It's like suddenly they're just like, well, you guys can fill in, it in you know, fill in all the holes for yourself. And we're like... Okay, well, I guess it's like an RPG mode. Everyone's doing fast travel and getting to places. And you're like, well, before you guys would actually talk about that journey and stuff. And it must have been money related because this whole show has been like, if you remember the Red Wedding, it was a literal four season build up to that. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Joe. So it really doesn't make any sense that the ending now is only, you know, what, 12 episodes, really? Yeah. And I had never read the books, and I don't necessarily plan on doing that until maybe George R.R. R. Martin completes them and I'm retired Good because to that's going to be when it happens. Um, and I didn't even get into the series itself until the Red Wedding occurred because everyone's mind were just, what the hell is happening? And it had such a fan backlash. So this show is not afraid to really kind of piss off the fans or at least uh, subvert their expectations. And they at least had George R.R. R. Martin to go back on and go, look, don't blame us. This is, it's in the books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, this is the problem what they have now. There are no people to go, hey, it's in the books because there are no books to say they're in <laughs> Yeah. And that was George's thing. He always said he never wanted plot armor to detract from a story just because, you know, you needed a character to live. Yeah. And, and the problem was is towards the end of this, it sort of got into that, well, we're in the end game sort of thing where it looks like plot armor really is kind of working its way around. And we got into a big argument about this at the Battle of Winterfell. And you're like, well, is this going to be all of the Night King? And then people were just throwing out all these theories and stuff. And it's like, guys, you got three more episodes. There's no way that they're going to be able to fit in some sort of weird. Like Tyrion. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, Targaryen and yeah, all like, the other crap. None of those things, like, yeah. happened. Like, a lot of stuff that we thought would happen did not happen, but could very well happen in the books. I feel like, because Joey, of course, if you've listened to the podcast, you know Joey thinks that really the Night King things should have been the last thing. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that, but I believed it should have been the end of a season. Like, it should have built yes, up. Yes, yes. End of a season that they battle the Night King, and then we get a full season of like, okay, now what are they going to do about Cersei? And you get to see more character development so that we can believe that Danny goes crazy. Uh, maybe some more clues. I mean, I was surprised by who sits on the Iron Throne, even though there's no throne to sit on anymore. Yep. Um, Which was pretty badass, by the way. I still don't understand why that happened, and so somebody will explain that to me. There's two theories. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so one of them... Which, by the, the way, in case, in case you don't know, if you're just listening, uh, you know, the big throne in the in, in the storyline gets burned by the dragon after uh, the main character, who they, we thought would be Daenerys. I mean, we loved her the whole thing, but she mm-hmm. went crazy. She gets murdered by the man she loves, yes. as well as 
her 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 nephew, uh, as we find out. <laughs> the dragon, who should be kicking his ass, doesn't. Instead, burns the Iron Throne so, rather than kills her. And I'm like, I don't know how the dragon would even know how to do that. Uh, so one of like the main ideas, and it's a very simplistic animal kind of thing. He saw a pointy thing in his mom. He saw the chair made of pointy things. The chair, obviously... Stabbed his mom. And that is like that. That's a very simplistic. lame if that's the reason. That's the meme version. That's the meme version, yeah. Another running theory going out there right now is the fact that uh, it's even mentioned, somebody mentions it, that dragons are very smart beings. They may be more intelligent than humans. And it's one of those things where Drogon himself saw that the throne was the cause of his mother's uh, madness. And in that, and in turn, in his rage, he understands why John did what he did, but he's going to take out his frustrations on the one thing that killed his mother and brought her to this point, See, and which I, is the throne. By the way, not bad. I like that. Mm-hmm. Again, a rush season doesn't yeah. show us Drogon having that and kind that, of intelligence. And, that's, that, another, and yeah. that's another thing, too. It's filling in the blanks yeah. with speculation. It's a, like, good, it's a good reason. It makes sense to me. But again, at the same point, it's because a bunch of fans are throwing out theories and we're like, okay... Okay. I like that Why theory. Can't you explain that. Yeah, I like it. At least to me, it makes a lot more sense if Drogon is that aware. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's. If, yeah. John should just ride Drogon away. Like, I don't really understand. I get that they wanted to keep him around for the whole wrap up of the thing, but. I, you know, if you watch the show, like it, he can ride the dragon. We mm-hmm. know he can ride the dragon. The dragon doesn't have a master, and it clearly wants a Targaryen master, and it has to leave. So why not go north with John? And maybe it went to go do whatever it's going to do to its mother's body, and in my theory, going to pick up the other babies left uh, on what is it, Viserys, <laughs> and then go find John up north. Well, and that's <laughs> I'm, I'm totally just making this up. Yeah, and I I don't believe that Drogon would go north because they've even talked about it's, the fact like that the it. dragons hate the cold. Yeah, and so it's just they're going. Back, some of the things didn't necessarily make sense. Why, like uh, again, like the Unsullied just up and left, and also how there was so many after you know the battle with yeah. the Night King. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of yeah they had a lot of people paper like, thin explanations for some of the stuff. Although I have the one thing you guys are dying to know. Okay, oh. what's that? What is the end of Tyrion's uh, honeycomb and jackass joke? <laughs> so, Do you want to tell the joke? Oh, that's right. So it's unconfirmed, but this is what they believe the joke is. It's as Tyrion walks into a brothel with a honeycomb and a jackass. The madam says, uh, what can we do for you, Tyrion? I need a woman to lay with for mine has left me, madam. What, whatever for? And what's with the honeycomb and the mule? Tyrion, my woman found a genie in a bottle and he granted her three wishes. The first was for a house fit for a queen, so he gave her this damn honeycomb. The second wish was uh, for her to have the nicest ass in all the land, and so he gave her this damn donkey. And uh, what about the third wish? Well, she asked the genie to make something go past my knees. Oh. Oh, that's not so bad, eh? It's like, not so bad. I used to be six foot three. Ho! Hey! Lady! Yeah. I know you guys wanted to and know that. And he's brought up the honeycomb and ass uh, yeah. a bunch of times across the whole season. So it's kind of a, a cute way to put a whole bow on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another cute thing I thought was the fact that Sam had come back from uh, the Citadel mm-hmm. and he literally had He's a the, maester. Yeah, yeah. And the, the Song of Fire, uh, of Ice and Fire, uh-huh. like yeah. the actual book of the history. And, and no it was, Tyrion. Yeah, and it was a callback just to the fact 
fact that he was like, oh, I'm writing the, you know, I'm writing about after the death of Robert, uh, what happened, and it was a really boring title. And it's like, oh, maybe we could spice up the title a little bit. I think it's yeah. weird that they wouldn't include Tyrion. Tyrion had a big impact on a lot of things. And what I'm thinking at this point, because people have brought that up as well, I think they were just kind of messing with him, oh, sort okay, of thing. Lionel. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> because he he has been the hand for multiple people on yeah. both sides. He's done so many things. And he he's a Lannister. They were right? a big family. Exactly. Well, and like they for a while thought he killed uh, Joffrey. So. Yeah, like married Sansa, who is now the new queen of the North. And mm-hmm. that's another point I wanted to bring up too. Um, the show people were kind of mad about how it ended, but the show uh, started with the Starks. It should have ended with the Starks, and it did. It did, and it did the way that well, the Starks that are left. Um, and it Three did, of them. Yeah, they were the ones who won the Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like that the kid that gets pushed out the window that we think for the whole show is going to be nothing but just a vehicle to show how mean and evil Jamie is mm-hmm. turns out to be the one that's going to be on the Iron Throne. If that's exactly what George R.R. R. Martin wanted, granted the way we got there kind of was rushed, huh. but I do love that. That surprised me. Didn't expect it. Yeah. Agreed and agreed. I'm same with you. Uh, a lot of people were complaining online saying, oh, well, he said he didn't. He doesn't want anymore because he's a three-eyed raven and he didn't want to be the lord of, so you know, what? of Winterfell. I'm like, it's, he never said he wanted to be king he said this is why i'm here like that's like why do you think i came all this way because he, he knew knows. he has to be yeah and he, you can tell he's not in it to be the king because in that scene where he rolls up and they're all at the table he's not wearing a crown sansa's wearing a crown he doesn't wear a crown i don't think he really sees himself as a king like he's not wearing all the embellishments and everything he's just kind of playing a role one thing that was really cool though uh brianne when she was uh doing her little fill-in uh wikipedia edit on uh-huh. uh, jamie lannister's uh, yes. knighthood <laughs> Yeah. He's a dirty slut. She uh, she was wearing uh, because she's knighted and she is one of the king's guard. Uh, she the 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 breastplate she has across the top of it was a raven. So they've already implemented that as Ooh. well. Nice. So yeah, so it's That's like really cool. It's I didn't some notice really that. cool subtle stuff. I got chills. But the new sigil <laughs> is the raven and like stuff like that. Like there. Say what you want about the story. Um, the the costuming of this show was fantastic. The the CGI was very very good. I mean, they put in the budget for that. The settings, the like all of this stuff was grandiose. The cinema cinematography was just amazing. And for all of that to put that together for eight years of ridiculousness, I give this show overall a B plus. Yeah, agreed. I yeah. actually, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's right. What, well, what about you, Jim? I would say, I could, I, show-wise, I, I, I think, yeah, you're probably right. Somewhere around a B, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to go down as the worst season in television history for a show. Uh, I don't just know. Just the outcry. Well, Whoa. here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, just because there's shows like Heroes, like, you can't say that. It's, like, not going to be the worst season ever for a show ever and because there's just there's so many bad shows out here's there. Here's the thing. You can't – when I say worst season of a show, I mean you have just strictly from a writing standpoint. There is no good dialogue in the show. It breaks all its own rules. And the ending is an ending that is portrayed to you because of a book, not because of the actual show they're giving you. The only reason the ending makes sense is because people are filling in the dots for you that right. aren't true, there. Yeah. 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 If you got this – and, like, if I watched just episode the last episode of the season, I'd be like, this – is not this can't happen this would not happen if I have only watched this episode because I would tell you Bran can't be king based on what you've told me the Night King should probably win even if he doesn't if I don't want that to happen and Cersei can't be the final battle if I just watch the last episode so 
I agree and disagree with you because when I was... Hmm. <laughs> that <laughs> right. sounds like a conundrum. Conundrum. Mostly because I think a lot of people are going to consider it the worst season. And I think a lot of people are going to consider it the best. Only because when we were talking about this, I did a little research on what was the worst series finale of a show. Okay. And then I started looking at what were the best. And on both lists, they had the same ones. Oh, so isn't that yeah. interesting? It was Sopranos. like the Sopranos, yeah. Sopranos and this and there. that. Like people yeah. were saying, Sopranos is the worst. And then Sopranos was amazing. So I feel like we're going to get both sides of the coin and it's never going to be There's going to be people one-sided. arguing about but it I will for tell forever. You, but, but <laughs> speaking to Joe's point, the reason he's not saying like, you know, the, the, it's the worst season finale. It's the worst season. Yeah. And it is true. It was monetary. Uh, HBO wanted to do more for some reason, uh, which I don't. If, if HBO is paying the bill, I don't 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 know why I'm, the guys didn't do more. Then I'm wondering um, um, other uh, commitments uh, like Star Wars. Yeah, I, the the Star Wars stuff. The fact that yep. both uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff have yeah. now been confirmed. We've seen. Yeah, we've seen for how, the next Star Wars. Yeah, at least the next. They're movie. like, we want new yeah. geek the, money. The Kingsman second movie was destroyed because of the fact that Channing Tatum was committed to something else, and that's why that movie was a mm-hmm. pile yeah. because they had to work around that. So yeah, and that's sad. It's sad because this was an epic show that gave us so many epic seasons and then the finale seasons were not epic because of other situations. Yeah. They, I mean, they still put a lot of love and money, and I still enjoyed the seasons, but compared to the other ones, Joe's right. It's, I mean, you mm-hmm. ha- they're, they're failures of seasons because of what they gave us before. Uh, but if and you I have them stand alone. With that. Yeah. It's yeah. like giving us gourmet chocolate and then just giving us the, the weird melted chocolate bar on the back of your pocket. Well, I would or the cocoa powder that yeah. uh, you think is chocolate. But, it's, <laughs> but here's the problem. Even, it, it, because they're still... Very amazing, amazing and well done seasons. Just standing alone, it's just next to what they were before. Yeah. Like if you take a look at other television out there, you don't ever get anything on that level. The, the trouble con- was is what we had before was the consistency ridiculously just ridiculously better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's sad because I think Joe could have been happier. Mm-hmm. If we had more time, if yeah. they at least gave us some characters to believe and and the dots get filled in and, and it, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks. On, I can see Joe's point. I had to fill in some blanks and be happy. But Joe, I can't say he's wrong because oh, no, of I how rushed yeah. the last two yeah. seasons yeah. were. And yeah. it's not a whole, do I feel good or bad about the season? I just mean from a technical standpoint. If you ask me, hey, what fantasy show should I go watch? What last season? I go, go watch into Game of Thrones if you want to see some of the best you know, choreography for mm-hmm. a fight scene or, oh, yeah. or a cinematography or anything like that but if you were to ask me how is the last season's Game of Thrones you know storyline plot writing I tell you it's the worst I've ever seen in a show and that's just I mean I don't know if that's even really arguable Wait, at this well, point well in any show in any show it, or, it well, is, I don't know if you haven't yeah. seen Heroes Reborn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have not seen Heroes Reborn please don't bother I'm just telling you like seriously from a writing standpoint if you look at the dialogue and yeah. the character development it season, is unbearably bad uh, season 3 of Star Trek the original series <laughs> was considered the same thing because NBC didn't care anymore so I mean I actually have seen worse Joe <laughs> it's not a finale yeah. that's the problem yeah. it's not the final season yeah. where this is your characters are already no, developed was. It that's was, the was, weird part. Well, that's yeah. It that, was the final season. It was the final season, <laughs> oh, was? season oh. three, and it was really horrific. Every, they had a write-in campaign for Star Trek, and people were so excited because they convinced NBC, "Yes, you're going to give us a third season." And NBC said, "Well, yes and no. We're going to put it on at ten o'clock at night where nobody can watch it." And pretty much Gene Roddenberry checked out of that third season, and so they basically just Whoops. got anybody. That, and the oh, we had an episode called Spock's Brain where we saw basically <laughs> they took yes. Spock's brain out of his head and had a zombie thing with this ridiculous looking. It looked like a, a bread bag. 
casket on his head to maintain him. It was one of the worst episodes in Star Trek original series history, which is why when anybody complains about Star Trek, I can't believe the crap they put out on. Really? Did you watch season three of Anyways. the original series? Oh, by the way, Joe, uh, uh, Game of Thrones is your Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, like, right. I'm it looking really, like father like son it, right, yeah, right, right here. here. It really is. I mean, I know where Joey's coming from. It's like, we got it, and we're like, oh, no, we didn't want this. Uh, quick, quick, quick mention. Uh, there's a lot of people petitioning and wanting an Arya spinoff. Uh, yeah. Seeing where oh, she goes. Uh, yes, I do. It's called Arya Speedwagon, and she no, goes on tour. Stop, oh, stop. No, stop, stop. The other thing is, no. uh, okay. the question everybody's been wondering, how does Sansa know, and I'm going to say this politely, that uh, Bran cannot make babies? Well... I love all the memes though. It's like Sansa. It's like, but his thing doesn't work. How does anyone know who the three-eyed Raven is? My God! Mm. Sorry, I didn't I really that was that a euphemism for his thing? I think so. I got a three-eyed Raven for you. Uh, we get, we've got a lot of uh, input on uh, Facebook and stuff. If you guys still want to talk about it? Go ahead and post it if you want to. You probably won't read it. Uh, thank you so much for that. Vicky uh, will. Joey. Uh, will. I said might. <laughs> Moving on from that, we do need to talk some movie news with Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach. Von Kallenbach. Gareth. Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed in Review, that is SKNR.net, and let's get some movie news going on, because there is some interesting stuff going on. First off, let's talk about Dark Phoenix. Um, is it in trouble, or is are people just worried about the fact that it might not be good? A little of both. Uh, <laughs> right now, what we're looking at is they promoted it, as we talked about in the past, it was promoted very heavily at WonderCon including showing us uh, two about 10-minute scenes from the film. Now, one of the problems is the film has been plagued by, as we've talked about in the past, lots of reshoots and several release date changes. And that combined has really caused a lot of people to have a lot of uh, questions about it. You also have a first-time director. He's a longtime producer, Simon Kenberg. He's worked with Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. He's worked with several other films, but people also say, yeah, he also had his hand in the last Fantastic Four movie. And it's like, yeah, but uh, we, we try not to think about that. And so when you have as many reshoots as this thing has had, reshoots are common on films. Multiple reshoots are not. Oh. And the multiple release date changes, that's got a lot of people very concerned about it. And then Disney, uh, you know, inherited There were rumors going around at one point. Some were saying, oh, it's just going to go straight to DVD. And then others were saying, no, it's too big, too big budgeted. That I, you know, it, then they, you know, backtracked and said, oh, it's the new mutants that might go to direct to DVD. And basically what's kind of happened is that they've come out and said, this is going to be it. This is going to wrap up the X-Men thing uh, for a few years. It's going to be dormant, and then it's going to eventually be rebooted uh, under Marvel, under their full studio now that they've acquired Fox. So there you go. And it'll probably be folded into the new Marvel universe as it is. And what's happening is it's just interest is at a waning point, and they're saying that right now it's tracking to have the lowest opening of any of the X-Men films. Yeah. Well, I mean... I didn't necessarily have high hopes after uh, watching uh, Apocalypse, but now, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, and and then I think part of it too. It's you got to remember it's brand recognition. As you said, they're not coming in on a strong note after Apocalypse. You've had all the delays, and the you know the the people say, oh, these are all signs of trouble. And remember, it's not X Men Dark Phoenix officially. It's just Dark Phoenix, and you kind of run into that thing where the hardcore people will know it, but some other people are going to go, what the hell is this? Yeah. And they've been trying to phase it a little bit. You've noticed some of the recent TV ads is 
X-Men, Dark Phoenix. You know, they're trying yeah. harder to push that this is an X-Men film. And, you know, we can hope. I think in the end it's going to come down to people are going to want to see if the reviews are decent on it. People will go and see it and it'll make money. I think right now they're saying it may not open big because they're not getting the huge advance tickets and the pre-sales that a lot of films get now. Yeah. But, you know, if it comes out to good reviews, good word of mouth, it'll do fine. And if not, you know, I guess uh, their attitude will be, well, let's make our money back and then we'll reboot the franchise in a few years and move on. Yeah, exactly. And uh, here's hoping on that end. Moving on from that, let's talk about news from Bill and Ted 3. Is it their excellent adventure? Is it their bogus journey? What's going on, man? Well, from what we're told, it's actually going to happen. They're apparently going to be filming. We've been told they may actually be down here in Phoenix, because people forget some of the original was filmed down here. Oh, neat. And what we've been told is that a couple of things. Number one, they are not going to recast Rufus, uh, because as we know, George Carlin passed away. Mm -hmm. And the premise of uh, William Sadler is back as death, though. They have told us that is going to play into it. And... The storyline that I heard was absolutely fantastic. So for those flashing back, as we remember, Bill and Ted, the perennial slackers, are destined with their band Wild Stallions to write songs that basically bring peace, joy, and prosperity to the universe for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. So apparently as the film opens, there are 50-something slackers who can't handle the pressure of writing the hit song that they're supposed to do. (laughs) They still haven't. They still haven't written the song. They still haven't accomplished anything, and the clock's ticking. And I thought that's a brilliant premise. You know, knowing that you're destined <laughs> to write the songs that brings peace and harmony to the world, now you actually just have to get around to doing it. And they've been procrastinating all this time. And uh, I love so that. now it's literally time for Bill and Ted to face the music and you know find their legacy. <laughs> oh, that is perfect. I'm really excited for that. I mean, it's Bill and Ted. I mean, you don't take it too seriously. You have some fun and maybe go back and uh, watch the old ones to uh, jog your memory. (laughs) Exactly. And Keanu Reeves is hot right now, and that's only going to help this thing. I know, and exactly. Just leading right into that, John Wick opened this last week, and it finally knocked uh, Avengers off the top slot there. So congratulations to uh, to John Wick 3. And that leads into the news that they're going to be making another one. Duh. (laughs) Yeah, they've already... Well, anybody that saw the ending of that film, it was pretty much directly set up you know it had everything except the to be continued (laughs) and they've already come out and then of course the great thing the odd thing about this series is that a lot of i wrote this in my review a lot of these films by the time they get to the third part they're retreading themselves they're just not that not uh you know the same Mm -hmm. you can make a very legitimate argument that john wick's three the three is better than the previous two films it's definitely had better reviews and it's definitely opened stronger than any of the others. And I think it's, you know, like the first time out, people weren't sure what it was. The second time out, they had a little bit better idea. Now it's become a major event franchise. And so they're moving on to the next one. And, of course, they still have the TV series, The Continental, uh, in the planning stages. And Keanu has apparently said, I'm, you know, I'm willing to make appearances on that. And uh, he had said before they made the announcement of uh, John Wick 4, he was asked during the press tours for three, you know, what's your take on the franchise? And he basically said... As long as people want to see it, I will. I have no problem continuing to make these things. I absolutely love the character, and I love doing them. So, Man. you know, John Wick 4 opens well. You can have a John Wick 5. There's always going to be plenty of people to piss him off and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, get taken out. And, of course, and the great thing is they just keep, keep becoming more and more brutal. And, you know... 
the screening, people were sitting there covering their faces and cringing, but then gleefully applauding each one of his new gruesome takedowns. And it's like, yeah, it's it's just a fantastic modern anti-hero. I love it. I love this so much. I can't wait for four. I love just all of this. And if you want to get that review of John Wick 3, you can do so by going to Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. You got other news about video games, television, and so much more. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Talk to you soon. And now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, uh, movies, what's going on? Uh, we actually got a few movies uh, for this beautiful weekend. Only two of oh. them that we really care about. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> First, being one that's been highly anticipated to see if it's going to be really good or really awful. Uh oh. Aladdin. Oh, yeah. This is the live action mm. one where uh, Will Smith plays the genie. I saw one of the scenes. It was one of the, uh, it was when you, uh, the, the parade scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the music and stuff is going on. And I was just Prince like, yeah, I was whelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed, but it was grandiose in the in the cartoon, and it didn't seem that way I'm to me. I'm wondering if it will be grandiose in the movie theaters. And I'm thinking about that, yeah. Maybe the big screen will change my perspective on it. And one thing that we have to keep in mind with these movies, the remakes, even though we were the 90s kids, I know you love that movie too, Joe, when you were oh, a kid. Yeah. Like this, you would think this movie's made for us for the nostalgia factor, and it is a little bit, but this is still a kid's movie. Yes, absolutely. This is meant for children, so if you don't like it... Kids no, will would, probably like I it. I would have written it better. Let me make a oh, petition. They That's, should have uh, yeah. used uh, Robin Williams and you know splice everything together and yeah, then CGI. Right. It's like mm, calm down. Yeah. That's what uh, that's what people used to say to George Lucas, and George would say the same thing. These are kids' movies. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You 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 watch the first ones when you were a kid. Sorry, adults. Now I'm still making kids' movies. Jar Jar is still the worst character ever made. Uh, Joey didn't think so when Mike <laughs> took him when he was oh, ten. Oh, shift the blame there on that one. I have no idea. I don't even remember it. <laughs> you, we uh, saw it twice. You had such a good time. You're like. Let's see it again, Dad. Episode I remember the one. underwater scene with the cool fish. Yeah, that <laughs> was, was actually cool. really cool. Yeah, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> what are the What's oh, the other one that oh, we care about? I was going to say Aladdin's only getting fifty nine percent. Five nine. Oh, yeah, well, nine. I mean, it's on the edge there. And I, again, kids' movies. It's and tough. It is. Yeah. It is. Robin Williams stole the show of that movie. Yeah, he really did. And I give Will Smith credit. He's trying to do his own thing. He's not trying to just do a Robin Williams. But it's so hard to follow mm-hmm. in the footsteps of mm-hmm. what Robin did. It, it's one of the most iconic. I think Disney characters, the genie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but shifting gears, do not take your children to this one. Oh. Uh, Brightburn. Oh, 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 yeah. What is this movie about? This is so, based this, on comic books, actually. Yeah, and this is basically the take on if Superman was a bad kid. Oh, it says, yeah. Uh, what if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but, in- <clears throat> but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to become something far more sinister. And this is produced by James Gunn. And so to that end, you know it's going to be twisted. I've heard a lot of good things about it. The, the trailer's creepy. It yeah, is it supposed is. to be a horror movie. I... Only because I'm me, and I remember the once upon a time, I used to say, thanks for stealing from fables, (laughs) and this idea, I mean, I don't know what the movie's about, but I feel like kind of steals from uh, Planetary, which was a great, great graphic novel, Warren Ellis, I believe, and it was about an evil Fantastic Four. Oh. Yeah, and uh, basically, you know, what would happen if, in fact, Reed Richards, the greatest mind out there, actually was a bad guy? And then, of course, he got Sue, Johnny, and Ben to be, like, evil with them. And then people had to defeat them because they were the most powerful supervillains ever. And 
it's great. In Planetary, they're so evil, they kill Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Like the, 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 the ca- basically the characters that you know that's who they're talking about when they in the Planetary universe. So good. So I hope this is as good, though I, you know, I read Planetary if you really like this idea because it's a great idea. This kind of reminds me of, uh, like, just especially looking at some of the screenshots of Brightburn, it has a very Superman feel to it, more so. And it kind of makes me think of, uh, what was it, Superman Red State? Or Red, Red Sun. Red Sun. Yeah, that was a little bit different because he was still a mostly good guy. He just had ended up crash landing in Russia. So he was basically the, he, he was Comrade Superman. Uh, Comrade I mean, it was he was he was for the people of Russia as opposed yes. to landing in Kansas. Klakova, come here. Yeah. So <laughs> it has Elizabeth Banks starring as his mother. And yeah, it is really kind of creepy looking. Even the eyes have a little laser beam kind of looking thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like he's got he's it, it's it's Superman. He got the Superman powers. Yeah. And he's doing all of those things. And just watch the trailers to get the idea of what you're going in when what's, you go to see uh, this. What's RT giving it? Uh, 61. OK, that's, worth, right, it. that's yeah. worth to see sometime. Yeah. And there's the poison <laughs> rose and assimilate. But that doesn't even have a tomato reading yet. No. So yeah. well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.